The following movie is rated R. Welcome back to the R-Rated Podcast. Today's guest is Diego Gudiel. Um, we're going to be talking about production design. Um, for people who don't know what production design is, it's basically creating the world of the story. And the production design gives the viewers a sense of the time period, the plot, the location, and like the characters and actions and their feelings. So without a production designer, um, you're going to have a big problem. So they're definitely a big part of the movie film industry. So today we're going to talk about it and dig deep and see what it's all about. So today we have Diego. Hi. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Good. It's good to have you on. Um, before I like grill you with all these questions, um, I guess we can start with what's your favorite movie? With PD, I think it would mm -hmm. be... The, okay, so I don't have like a top favorite. I have like the latest one. Yeah. I'd say Parasite. Ooh, okay. Yeah, let's yes. talk about that. And you know, a fun fact about that uh, movie is that they actually built the whole house just for the movie. Wait, really? Oh my yeah. God, that's crazy. Yeah. How long did that? I feel like that would take like a long time. Like, we got to build a house real quick. <laughs> I think it did take them two months. Oh, that's actually pretty quick yeah. to build the yeah. house. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I was, like, going to actually mention that because I'm, like, PD can range. Like, it could either – like, you can get a location and it's already, like, maybe already what you wanted and you kind of have to just add a little few props or, like, you know, some things like furniture in the room. You don't have to do too yeah. much. Or it's, like, a total makeover and you're, like, building from the ground up. and like Literally from zero. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk about that because I feel like it has such range. And also, like, you're constantly working, like, during pre-production, during production, and after production. Because you have to, like, you know, talk, and, like, figure it out. <laughs> exactly. Then you have to prep, and then you're on setting mm -hmm. everything up. And then you have to, like, return everything, too. Yeah. So it's like... That's, that's the it, boring part. That's the sad <laughs> part. <laughs> it's, definitely, it's definitely, like, you know, a busy responsibility. So I'm excited to talk about it because I feel like there's a lot yes. to cover. Um, but before... I do want to shout out some movies that I um, thought had really good PD. For example, okay. Hotel Budapest. I was like, the colors, oh everything yeah. in there, like, shook me. Like, the, I, it's just such a, mo a pretty movie to look at. Like, just so, mm -hmm. like, beautiful. Like, even if mm -hmm. you're not, like, 100% of the story, like, I don't know if, if it's your thing or not. But, like, just the, like, production design in that film needs to be acknowledged. Because I'm like, yeah, wow. The colors are just so beautiful. I think it's a baby color. for me. Uh, the pastel colors. I'm like, mm -hmm, oh my mm -hmm. god! And it really does make you feel like you know they they set it up well to make you feel certain ways with the tones and the um, colors of the rooms and stuff of the hotel. Yeah. And like her kind of does that. Do you know the movie Her also where he's like, her. Kinda, oh yeah, 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 where he where he mm -hmm. like falls in love with um with uh, the AI. Exactly. <laughs> the colors are just so pretty there too. You know, very subtle like pinks and reds to like mm -hmm. resemble love, but. It's like beautifully done, and and you know sometimes red can be like a in film it's used as like oh something crazy is gonna happen like murder yeah. danger like oh like sex so like it's it was a really nice way to like show love you know and mm -hmm. um, when I was younger I really noticed <laughs> I didn't really because I, when I was younger watching movies I didn't realize like oh it's production designs but I exactly. this movie this movie stood out to me was um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. 
Like how oh. the fuck? Wait, the the original uh, one or the two thousand? Both of just both of them. Both of them. Like uh, that's true. Just, just <laughs> well, the new one's pretty. Like you know, I'm like wow, but I'm I'm assuming they use some CGI as well. But yeah, it's crazy. I, mean, I think they're both. I think they're both a masterpiece. Amazing. I'm like, <laughs> I actually would love to like look into it and see like what parts were maybe even really candy or if it was mm-hmm, candy mm-hmm. or not. Cause like, I don't know, but I know like you usually things in movies are fake. So I'm like, Hmm, very, <laughs> very curious about that. One. You're um, very curious about the chocolate river. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> can I try it? Like ever since a little kid, when he like the little, uh, I think it's a little German boy. He like runs mm-hmm. into the like chocolate river and just like scooping his like mouthful. Of- so yeah, I'm funny. like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so what made you get into PD? You know, I, it wasn't like a, like a fairy tale it's not a fairy tale story or or a moment of epiphany where I just suddenly had uh, the, like, the enlightened. It. Yes, no. It honestly started when I helped my one of my friends with um, a spec commercial. Mm, okay. Um, she needed to make a uh, present a commercial to a company about wristbands. I don't oh, really okay. remember much about it, <laughs> and she had rented a warehouse. And she's like, hey, I don't, I just rented this warehouse. I need to make a commercial, a spec commercial for the company to pitch. Um, and I don't know what to do with the warehouse. And I, I need to make it look like a, like a restaurant. And I'm like, um, I, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe let's just go to, to Ikea and buy furniture and buy like frames or something to make it look like a, like a gastropub. Yeah. And so she's like, oh, that's great. And so we went to Ikea. We bought literally everything that we could find to make it look like a restaurant from chairs to tables to artwork to, mm-hmm. to put on the walls, um, greenery. Uh, what else? Like also props, obviously. Yeah. And then when we when we started shooting, I put literally I put everything on the walls. I put everything on the warehouse and on the frame. It literally looked like Amazing. a restaurant yeah <laughs> you're like i and did a great job <laughs> i was like I okay i i dig this i got this um yeah but it wasn't like okay oh wow now i'm gonna become a production designer oh good uh, so even after no. that you were still like no like then people were just like hey can i have you as my production designer on my movie yeah and i'm like sure i'll help you out yeah not knowing not knowing that it was like an actual position that I wanted to pursue. Right. And then another person called me from that project. And then from the other project, that person called me and And it started like snowballing. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, and then I just started to believe myself that I was a production designer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, but you know, if everyone keeps hitting you up, but like you're doing something right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's hilarious. So there wasn't like a movie where you're like, Oh wow. Like I really want to do that. That's, that's cool. I like that. that You have like a different take on that. Cause you know, I feel like a lot of people in the film industry like, Oh yeah. Like that. Or I feel like that's a question you get asked a lot. Like what Mm -hmm. movie was it that like, inspired you or like made you and I get like stressed when people ask me that too because I'm like it wasn't a certain movie it was just like I enjoyed yeah. like all the movies and the like the strategy mm-hmm. behind it and like what was going on the idea behind it exactly uh, so yeah I feel well, you know for, for me looking back I think mm-hmm. um 
I did have like a, an eye for interior design mm. or mm-hmm. colors. Yes. Um. So maybe maybe that's something that I did have like an yeah. innate, yeah, um, an innate thing that led me to to have a production designer's my my job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what like are your responsibilities as a production designer? Well. <laughs> to make sure the director gets what he wants or they want. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the main one. Okay. Um, but they vary from, from project to project. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to generalize, um, it, it would include the the look of the film. Yeah. Um, that is knowing what kind of, of vision the director is going for. I, I do know that one of the responsibilities that the production designer has um, is to make sure that the color palette is is constant. We yeah. are we were talking a little bit about a little bit about the color of films, how important it is. Because mm-hmm. as you said when you were watching the movie Her, mm-hmm. red struck you. Right. And it, it had it had a, a, a representation. Mm-hmm. It had a meaning behind it. So color palette as a production designer is important to know what colors are going to represent what in the film. Usually, usually colors do have a meaning behind them. Mm-hmm. But if a director wants to change the meaning of that color in the movie, you are or the director is allowed to do that. Right, right. Because sometimes colors can have like double meaning, I feel like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I even I'm like, okay, wait, like, I know, like, I have a feeling that this color represents this, but like, do other people like, you know, feel the same way? Or like, yeah. do they? so I have to like double check on Google sometimes. I'm like, what is this? Color <laughs> but, but that's, you know, that's the beauty of it. That's, that's the beauty of this art that you can make it, you can make it mean whatever you want it to mean as long as you represent it constantly within the film. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of the responsibilities that I have as a production designer. When you get a script, are you like sitting there highlighting like all the different locations and like props that you're going to have to get? Or like, how do you, how would you start, I guess? How do I start? I do, yeah. ha- I do start by reading it three times. Oh wow! Without okay. anything, without anything in my mind or anything in my hand to write, mm-hmm. I want to read it as as the story as it is. I want to get compelled by it. I want to be inspired by it. Right. Um. So I read it three times mm-hmm. without anything, okay. and then, um, within within those three times, I try to understand it. I try to understand the genre, mm-hmm. the mood of the of the film. Yeah. Um. And and this is one of my favorite parts because I discover things from the characters, right? And it's kind of acting as well because I I try to take on the role of the different characters mm. and understand their background and characteristics, right? Um, which is important because if I'm if I'm building a room or decorating a room for a character who's depressed or yeah. dealing with certain type of of um issue or coming of age you know Mm -hmm. a teenager coming of coming of age um or an adult coming of age yeah or an adult Um, having issues like yes yes (laughs) i need to understand their background or what they would put in the room right you know 
Mm-hmm. So that's why that's why I read it three times before I write anything down in a piece of paper. Yeah, because I mean, usually mm-hmm. in the script you would get that information, like what kind of person they are, and then you can like work yeah. off that. Have mm-hmm. you ever like been in situations where you're like, oh, it's not really like clear, like not as detailed in the script, so you kind of had to work off like what you felt would work would work. Yeah, that? I've had that situation happen before, but that's when I we have meetings with the director, we have meetings with uh, some actors. Mm-hmm. Depends on the project, but mostly yeah. it's the director who will tell me, hey, this is what this character is going through. Uh, this is what I want it to, I want this character to seem or appear to be like. Um, or sometimes they give me the creative freedom to, right. to yeah. choose. Do you and like, I like that. Do you like, I was going to ask you, do you yeah. like that? Do you feel like, yes, like I have like, you know, some sort of like control over it more? Or is it scary because you're like, it's all in my hands? Or- I think I, I do like that because in a way it's like, I get to direct that kind of of, right. of scenario. Yeah. Um, but I also like when a director knows what they like what they want. and tell me, okay, this is exactly what I want. Yeah. Um, this is this is the color palette. This are the props that I want. This is mm-hmm. what this character is dealing with. Um, so I I like both ways. It doesn't really yeah. matter to me. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. How do you find props? Like initially, like, is there like a store that you go to or do you just like accumulate them over time? <laughs> I I wish I could accumulate everything that I, that I buy, but I can't. I feel like I would become a hoarder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so many beautiful things that I've encountered or put on, on set that I want to keep, but sometimes it doesn't really match my style. Right. Um, but I do find props to answer your question. I find props, um, mainly at a prop house. And Uh like, is that, are they usually affordable or are they more expensive, more expensive because it's a prop house? Um, it depends also on the project because if you're going for a film that a, a period a period piece yeah and those they're, are, yeah, yeah those and are they're <laughs> it's like from the 1800s yeah that is going to that is going to make your your production more expensive because getting those kind of props uh it's harder to find it's harder it's harder to find and themselves are already expensive to That's, to yes. get out of a prop house mm-hmm. so they different. are available they are available and they're accessible but they're more expensive. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I've seen the movie. I don't know if you watched Marie Antoinette or like, uh, like Troy or Alexander, like those movies that are like mm-hmm. set in like either like Gladiator or like yeah. you know, like way. Back. It's crazy the detail and the amount of like stuff that's going on there. I'm just like, I can't even imagine how expensive that is because yeah. even with like my short film, it was only set in the 80s. And I still had mm-hmm. to get like specific props, like, you know, like kitchen, yeah. like utilities or utensils, whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from the, from the eighties and like bedroom stuff. And like, it, it'd be like the, the smallest things that you don't even think about, like an alarm, you know what I mean? Exactly. Or, like a, or like a coffee a clock. or a coffee machine. It's like a coffee machine. You can't mm-hmm. have a 2000, like 2020 coffee machine in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot have an air fryer in an eighties yeah. movie. That, that's like, wait I'm a minute. Trying. <laughs> yeah so those are like things that we had to you know look out for and it was mm-hmm, we actually mm-hmm. ended up going to universal prop house which that's why yes. i asked you like if if the prop house that you go to is cheaper or not because 
the universal prop house is not like that cheap, but I get it. Like it's been, it's been in films already, like well-known movies. So they, yeah. you know, like they have value to it already. So mm-hmm. I, I well, guess, you know, universal studios, it's not the only prop house around LA. Mm-hmm. There's so many, mm-hmm. um, there's one called Omega props. Okay. Um, and they also have some discounts. If, if you have, you can always, negotiate Mm -hmm. when you have a low budget film you can say hey this is my budget for this film and you can always um it's a business so you can always negotiate the prices for everything you can say hey i'm taking all this and i give you a flat rate oh is that oh that's nice sometimes sometimes that works um and there's also very um specific prop houses like yeah. medical prop houses right yeah um there is also um artwork prop mm-hmm. houses like paintings so, and stuff. paintings yeah. and that's also a very tricky thing because the things that you put artwork that you put on your film mm-hmm. if you want to monetize it if you want to want to monetize your film yeah. you can have copyrighted right. artwork because <laughs> you, you need to pay the artist for that right yeah mm-hmm. that's, that my friend I actually did PD for one of her her short films for her thesis and it was mm-hmm. at a liquor store and these um, old ladies um, they robbed the liquor store and the liquor store had like a ton of you know Bud Light posters and like the mm-hmm. Lakers mm-hmm. like the Lakers on there and, and I was literally like my God, I'm gonna have to it's cover all of this. <laughs> yeah, it's a headache. Yeah, it, it was mm-hmm. kind of stressful, but we were able to do it. Like, um, we were able to cover it, but it's definitely not a job you can do alone, like just on set. You have to have assistance because it's so much. Like, if you're covering like yeah. a whole ass set or decorating a whole set, it's like too much yeah. work. And it's like totally my back, like my back, like legit was hurting off of that set. I was like, damn, I was like, <laughs> I up the ladder so many times. <laughs> But it was a great time. I actually really enjoy um, just seeing how production design goes down because it's, mm-hmm. it's like a makeover. It's like a home interior makeover. Like you were saying, like you kind of like having an eye for interior design. Like I feel like that would add to it as well because yeah, you, you can pick up on little details that other people. Mm-hmm. I I like it when I when we go on a location and they make me decorate a living room and the owners yeah. of the actual house. They're like actually. Can we keep everything? Because it looks really nice how you decorated it. I love like, that. Oh, well, sure. You can negotiate with, me, a, with yeah. the producer and see if you can if you can come up with a price or something. Because sometimes I need to return those things. So right. What happens yeah. if um, something gets damaged? Like, are like how does that get solved? Handled? Like, do you have some horror um, stories? <laughs> well, let me. I don't think I really take care of everything. It's a, it's obviously one of the responsibilities right. that I have as a production designer to take care of the location. Yeah. Because it's someone's house and you don't want to disrespect um, the house, you know, right. I don't, I wouldn't want anyone to come to my house and just tear everything apart and yeah. not be responsible for it. So I do try to be very, um, responsible and I ask the owners of the house of the houses that we shoot at if there's something that they want to take off themselves from the walls or or any um statue or anything like that that, (laughs) so that I so that I don't have to do it (laughs) 
sometimes um, we prefer that because homeowners can like rip you a new one if you like mess anything up. Like I've yeah, seen, and I've and it can be good. very expensive. It can be very expensive. It does not fall on me. It falls on the production. Mm-hmm. But also, you don't like it's such an unnecessary cost. Right. Um. It. Now, okay, so now that I think about it, it did happen to me, but <laughs> I was like, actually, not... there's a story that I'm trying to block out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, I was I was not doing production design, but I was directing, uh-huh. and we needed to take we needed to take uh, a computer off a table, mm-hmm. and we t- we took it off the table and it was fine, and we put it in a closet, and then we shot in the closet. And nobody noticed that the computer was there and the DP was in the closet. Oh no. And he made like a move with his with his um with his feet and he cracked the computer. <gasps> the screen? The screen. Oh, oh Obvi- and I guess he didn't notice. He didn't notice and he didn't obviously he didn't say anything. And then I get a call later that day from from the owner of the house saying, hey. I, someone broke my computer and I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm pretty sure we did that. And I'm so sorry because I, I myself took the computer off the table and I didn't see any cracks. Yeah. So I'm so sorry. We'll be responsible for it. $1,500. And I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. And she's like, it wouldn't be a big deal, but I work as a graphic designer and I know it is a big deal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So. I we had to pay f- for that. Oh fuck! Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming yeah. like an Apple, like a MacBook Pro, and you yeah, just straight up had an, an iMac. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't even like a MacBook; it was an oh iMac. Oh my god! Oh, mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. like were there hurt feelings about that, or like I mean, it obviously was an accident, but it's like uh, such a stupid, like silly mistake, you know? It's such a silly mistake, like a newbie, like a newbie mistake, like why? Why would I put it on the ground, the computer, right. where it's easy, easily breakable, <laughs> where anyone can enter and just crack it, and it did happen. But when, and it was awkward yeah. because at, we had to go back the next day <laughs> at the same oh. location. And oh, you still have one more day of shooting. We still have one more day of shooting. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. And I'm like looking at the owner and the owner actually stayed the whole day that time because yeah she's like mm. she wanted to make sure we didn't crack anything else. I mean I'm not surprised because the shoot that I was just working on I was doing wardrobe and it actually helped um a, the PD I was assisting I was just helping her set up the sets because it was a huge house it was like a scary mm-hmm. movie and this um it was like a hundred year old house so it's been around, right? And the walls inside had um, nice paint and stuff. And it's been like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they've painted over. Like, I doubt you've okay. never painted the wall in a hundred years. You know what I mean? Right. But they were trying to claim that, like, it's very sensitive paint. So it was really scary, like, taking and, like, putting posters on. Like, the owners were literally, like, standing behind us, like, staring at us. And, like, like literally, like, <laughs> making – like, I was, sh- I was like, I'm going to shake just, like, being nervous. You know what I mean? When someone's, like, o- over your shoulder, like, watching you. Overlooking. They were literally yeah, doing that the whole time. Too. And I was so stressed. I was like, I don't understand how, like, people can, like, do this because I would be, like I- – I can't work like that. <laughs> like, if someone's hovering over me, like, constantly, like, breathing on my neck, I'd be like, I need space. Like, you need to – Yeah. <laughs> 
And you don't want to be rude because you're you shooting in their location. Exactly. It's their house. And like, <laughs> like I get like, okay, like it is a hundred year old house. Like I totally get it, but I'm not like purposely trying to like do it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel like I would mess up less if you weren't hovering over me. And the wife, like the husband was just like totally like watching everything. The wife was like more in and out, but she even did. Mm-hmm. I think after a while she got the hint. She was like, okay, like, I'm not going to like, hover over you guys like i'm not gonna like make you guys nervous i'm like fucking thank god lady like (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny yeah not surprised that you had to deal with that because there's always there's always Mm -hmm. something there's always something going on there is something always going on and then sometimes i get calls two months after what the producer saying what um, do you have pictures of the location? Because they're blaming us for things that we didn't do. And obviously I do take two months later, two months what? later. I wouldn't even respond. I would block exactly. the number. It's, like, so, it's so silly. <laughs> um, I did, I did go, it, this happened to me. So it was two months, it was two months later. Yeah. And I remember that location because it was, the house was falling apart. It was literally falling apart. Yeah. And it was this house in the Hollywood Hills from these uh, producers. And it was, first of all, it was super dirty. So we I had to clean it to shoot. <laughs> like, like you were a maid? <laughs> yeah, I had to clean it because obviously... Nobody else was going to clean it. On frame, it looked yeah. dirty. Yeah. Right. yeah. And then the furnitures were disgusting, full of hair. Oh. Um, the ceiling... Did they have like cats or something? Yeah, they had mm-hmm. uh, they had cats and dogs. Okay, yeah. The ceiling was falling apart. <laughs> it's uh, just like I got a cave in on you. <laughs> yes, everything. And then they were trying to blame us for that two months later. But lucky for us, um, everyone. I I mean, I take pictures and videos of the location before I enter, just in case this happens. Um, and then the producer also does that to make sh- to ensure that everything's in order. I literally did that, like, or I did, I did that, and my PD, PD person, my producers did that on my film. Mm-hmm. And the one place we forgot to take, a, like, we took a video, and like the dining table was in the video, but it's like just like like you know passing by it, so it's not really like a clear shot. But somebody ended up putting like. I don't know, some like literally like duct tape or something on the table, and it's oh. made a tiny scratch. And they were gonna charge me two hundred dollars, so we were like trying to like find footage of like before and after to see if like it really was <laughs> us and all this. And I was like, oh my god, I feel like a psycho, like trying to zoom in on this like video to yeah. like, see the scratch on the table, like. Mm-hmm. And checking the date because sometimes yeah, I get exactly. like, oh, that. Can you check on the date because that date doesn't match the day of the day of the shooting? And I'm like, it does match. Like, yeah. I cannot really Photoshop the date. That's so crazy. The owners come out, like, ugh, filmmakers so hard sometimes. Mm-hmm, it's just, mm-hmm. like, chill. Like, at the, like, I get, like, being strict about your place because it is your place. But also don't don't rent to people, like, film crews if you're, like, too much. Yeah. You know, like, like, why would you even, rent it out? We can't even use the house. Like, the last house we were at, they were like, can you? She told me. I was. I sat down. There was a freaking sheet over the um uh the couch like a, mm-hmm. a white sheet so like it wouldn't get dirty and i sat on that white sheet and the homeowner literally came up to me and was like can you get up like like that like not nicely she's like can you get up and i was like 
uh, yeah. And she's like, you've been in, like, you've been in and out of the house. I'm like, well, no shit, because I've been having it, you know, like, literally. Yeah. And she's like, you've been in and out of the house. Um, I don't, like, want you sitting on there. And I'm like, okay. It was so awkward. Like, I felt, like, I'd never felt so attacked for just, like, sitting down. I, I was like, um, okay. And it was, like, really mm-hmm. awkward and uncomfortable. And it was just, like, like, and the room was like quiet so like and the thing is she only told me to get up and there was two other people sitting there so it felt so it felt very like i'm going for you targeted like i felt targeted (laughs) like she didn't address the whole room she was just like specifically me and i was i don't know if she had already like maybe formed a relationship with the other two crew members there or something (laughs) but i don't know what what it was she had it out for me she was just like get up and i was like what the fuck okay so rude yeah, I was like, I'm going to go find another chair to sit on. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, so when you get on set, what's like the first thing that you do? Like, is it take the pictures or? Yeah, it's yeah. for protection. For protection, I do that. And then uh, start decorating for so the first scene. What, like, how do you go about your, like, is there a strategy or do you just go like whatever seems like the most work at the time, like the most it, like, I don't know, let's say you have to, like, we're we're in a house and you have to decorate mm-hmm. the bedroom, the living room, and the kitchen. And, like, how would you go about that? Like, what would you decorate first? So that's why I uh, I have meetings with the um, AD. Mm-hmm. And the AD sends me the shooting schedule. So I need to know what room we're shooting at first. Mm-hmm. And that's the room that I will focus on first. And then while they're shooting that film, in between takes... I go to the other room that we're shooting next to decorate that one. And that's how I go. And then once they're done with one room, if we're not going back to that room, I like to wrap that as soon as possible. Mm, Because I don't like wasting time with um, tearing everything down. And it's like, and I I feel rushed because we need to get out of the house. Like. and especially when you're rushed, like things will time. things will break, like in the process. Things will break. Half ass yeah. wrapping in, like throwing exactly. it in the van or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you have like a like a projection design a van or like are you renting a U-Haul when you're getting like all this shit? Like how are you how are you transporting this? I look. I have a small. Car, I, I have a a car like a <laughs> right. CRV, yeah. so it I can fit things in my car. Yeah, but if it's a production that requires more. Um, bigger, bigger stuff than I do rent a, a uh, truck. A truck. Mm-hmm. It. Yeah, it's necessary. If it if there's flats as well, mm-hmm. and the flats need to be transported, then also you, we need to rent a, a U-Haul. Yeah. No, I actually had a like a U-Haul horror story. I guess like when Uh-oh. for my set, Miha, they I needed a hospital. We needed to set design a whole hospital room that was mm-hmm. you know, set in the 80s. So it needed very specific, like, hospital, like, bed, monitor. Yeah, monitor, yeah. And we, I forgot where we went, but we went to this one place that was, like, specifically for, like, medical stuff. Like, it's literally, like, a warehouse of, like, everything you would see at a hospital. It's probably, like, where mm-hmm. people from, like, like, the production of, like, Grey's Anatomy and, like, all, like, good doctor probably goes there and buys all their shit there yeah you get like little babies like it's like crazy anyway so we went there and i was like having the like so much fun just like walking through I'm like what do i want you know like checking off a list like all the things i want and then you get to the checkout and they're like yeah this is gonna be like two thousand dollars oh my gosh <laughs> you're like yeah because hospital like renting out hospital equipment is not cheap and it's so not. They, and they had told me they're like 
um, you're going to have to have a U-Haul. And I was like, great. Yeah, we're renting a U-Haul. Like, is there anything like specific? And they didn't say anything. They were just like, no, like, just make sure you have a U-Haul. And I was renting a hospital bed. So the day of when um, my production designer showed up there with the U-Haul, she was like, okay, like I'm ready to like load the bed in. And they were like, oh, it doesn't have like a like a little forklift thingy to like lift the bed oh, up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we were, she was like, oh, well, no one like had mentioned we needed that. Like they just said, bring a U-Haul. And they're mm-hmm. like, no, like they were literally like, we're not going to give you the bed if you don't have that. So, and this is the day of the shoot. So I'm just like at the location, like stressed out, like what? Like they're not going to give us the bet. Like we needed it. Like one of the most important things. Yeah. That was my, that was my final scene. I was like, if I don't have that, I don't have an ending. So we actually, all the U-Hauls ended up being super freaking like busy and booked up. So the closest Mm -hmm. one was like one from Northridge. So my producer had to get a U-Haul from Northridge, drive it to that place because this time I had that like little lift thing. Yeah. So th- then we could they could load the bed up and then take it to the set and stuff. But like, oh my I god, had to pay like three hundred dollars extra for a, a bit. It had to be a big ass U-Haul too because it was the only one they had left on the lot. Mm-hmm. It was literally the mm-hmm. biggest one you can think of. <laughs> and then it was in Northridge, so it was like already like far from my location, and it's just like. Mm-hmm. It's just like shit like that where you're like, ugh, like wasted money, but like it just you have to work around you it. You have to, like, yeah. You're not gonna like not shoot just because because of three hundred dollars. You know what I mean? It's exactly. like you're gonna, you're gonna mm-hmm. figure it out. <laughs> but yeah, that was so like expensive. So yeah, so expensive and stressful. Um, are you usually um, like are most most of your work building stuff, or do you find yourself mostly just like decorating and stuff? Like, how often have you built a set? Is that common? Um, I think it's more common building sets for music videos mm, okay. because sometimes music videos are, require you to be um, more creative or, or they don't like require you, but they, they let you be more creative and, and more abstract with your work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that requires more building and more creative um, logistics. Yeah. Um, but for narrative work is basically uh, mainly more locations mm-hmm. than than um, warehouses. Yeah. So for that is more mostly decorating. Mostly. So decorating. it 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 really changes from project to project. I bet. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you get nervous when you like actually have to build a set? Like, because honestly, if someone came to me and was like, "Build the set," I'd be like, "What the fuck?" Like, I, can't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do, I do get nervous. I do get nervous. Yeah. But then I remember that I have people helping me, yeah. and it's a team work. Right. So nobody wants this film to flop. Right. So we'll we'll always find someone who is willing to help you out. Mm-hmm. Um, in order for for this for this project to be successful, right. so then I t- I tell myself that I literally tell myself that, and then I calm myself. Is it common to have like have assistance? Because I know there's like there's production designer, and then there's like set coordinator, right? Like they kind of like or like yeah, where they're like just helping out on set, and then the production designer does like the whole like vision, like mood board, or like mm-hmm. how does so that? We work? all we all belong in the art department. Right. Uh, section of, of production mm-hmm. and and then there's different positions below the production designer so the production designer is like 
the boss. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the production designer is the person in charge of literally everything that requires um, art, mm-hmm. costumes, right. uh, and graphics, mm-hmm. uh, decorations, and buildings, or like just actually builds. Right. Um, budget, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, concept art, props. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Like some of the positions that are needed. Uh, they're not like assistants, but they're their own role. Right. And then we have the the arts PAs mm, okay. are the assistants. Okay. Um, for those, I think we, if it's a big project, you need at least five people. Right. In that position, because if one if one is doing helping you decorate, then the other one is breaking down then the other one is prepping everything or packing there's always something to do for each position at all times there really is and I I Mm -hmm. actually experienced like you know because I don't PD is not my thing so when I was helping out I was literally just assisting like helping Mm -hmm. and I was like whoa like you don't really get a break necessarily like because you're constantly setting and like like you said like if if you're shooting in the same house different rooms like while they're shooting in that one room downstairs, you're setting up upstairs. Yeah. So and then when they're shooting upstairs, you you're gonna clean up downstairs and or set up mm-hmm. for the next one. Like you're constantly doing something. And I felt that too. I was like, holy shit, like even even when they're like about to shoot, they might like not like something that looks on the frame. They're like, oh, or like they need to change something. They call your name. Yeah. You have to so they have <laughs> I have to have eyes on the frame. Yeah. Cause also I know what looks good and what doesn't. Right. You know, like there's a certain specific way that things should look. Mm-hmm. So I have to I have to have eyes on the frame. If I cannot be building or breaking down, then I have to have someone doing that. And that's when I have people helping me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you because okay, so I've seen when we met on David's shoot when you um, yeah. were doing helping for the scary movie, and I thought it was really cool how you were. Because when I asked you about props, you're like, yeah, I buy most of my props. But I saw something that you did, which was really cool, I'd never seen before, is when you were making the, like, spider webs on mm-hmm. the, on the like, cups and stuff or, or, like, around the table. Like, it had been sitting there for a long time. Or, like, it also looked moldy, too. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, it's just, like, really cool to see, like, these, like, random, like, PD, like, tricks and stuff. <laughs> like, do, do you, like, go on YouTube and, like, ever look up like stuff like how to make things look a certain way or like do you just experiment like how does it come to, like how do you like figure stuff out like that <laughs> i look first of all i won't take credit for david's um idea it was totally oh. david's idea oh, the okay. spider web thing uh-huh. um he, i think he went online and he saw how to make the spider webs and he found that if you use glue uh a certain type of glue mm-hmm. and you put it on um on a drill yeah. And so you drill, it's something like you put glue in a small Tupperware mm-hmm. and then you drill that Tupperware and, but you keep it in the drill. Yeah. That Tupperware. Yeah. And so you let the drill go and it will create little, um, spider web. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's dope. That's like, mm-hmm. cool. I love that. Are mm-hmm. there, any, are there any other like little, I guess like PD secrets I do go online a lot and look how to make things because honestly, there's endless of possibilities of things that 
directors will ask you to do. Yeah. So there's not one thing at the top of my head that I can tell you that this is the way to do it. Right. It's literally, there's so many ways to do things and there's so many different challenges on each project mm-hmm. that will have you constantly go on your go on Google and and look up how to do this, how to right. do that. It's so yeah. funny. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. I still do that too, like with daily stuff, honestly, not even just film related. I'm like, how do I do <laughs> this? <laughs> how to file taxes. <laughs> like literally, I actually did it this year by myself and I'm so proud of myself. I'm like, oh my God, I'm an adult. <laughs> I have to do that. Oh my God. It's coming that, up. It's coming up. Back. Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> So how do you like figure out budgeting? Basically, do you read the script and you're like, okay, I think it's going to cost this amount. Or like, does the director just tell you like, sorry, this is all you have. Or the producer tells you this is all you have. So you got to work around it. Um, As my fellow Ariana Grande said, ain't no budget when I'm on the set. If I like it, then that's what I get. (laughs) I literally have to live by that. Like, like, That's that's the mood I'm going for. Such Um, a vibe. It's such a vibe. Every time I hear that line, I'm like, I'm literally. I I scream it all the time. I scream (laughs) it all the time. Um, No, look, I, it depends on the project, but usually I present the budget when, after I read the the script, Mm -hmm. I highlight every single set dress. I highlight every single prop, every single little detail that need that, that I would need to um, buy. And then I do my research on how much things are. I call, I do all of that. And I present the budget to the producer. I either get it approved or don't get it approved. Um, or it could be that the producer already has a set budget for the um, yeah. production designer. What do you do with that? Like, like, let's say they're like, okay, we have like $800 budgeted for you, mm -hmm. but like, Mm -hmm. you really need a thousand. Like, is it an awkward conversation to ask for more money? Or are you just like, no, like this is, this is to get the job done. Like, this is how it has to go. It look, it is not awkward for me Mm -hmm. because like, I need to get things. Yeah. You know? If it's a if it's a film that it's prop driven, mm-hmm. get that filter out of the DP's list and give <laughs> that money to me. Exactly. Get that anamorphic lens off the DP's <laughs> list because he's not gonna need it. I'm gonna need this certain prop because if there's no prop, then what is the actor gonna hold? You know? Exactly. So it's 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 again, I keep saying this word negotiating. So going yeah. back and forth with the producer, going back back and forth with the director. Honestly, Who's going to compromise, I'll say. Compromise, Who's going yeah. to compromise and say, okay, we're not going to have this or, okay, we're going to have both. Um, it, it, it is really, I, I am very, I'm very persistent yeah. about the things that I need. Yeah. So I will say, does the DP really need that lens? Does the DP really need that uh, camera? Yeah. Because look, if you can shoot a film with a Canon camera, right, and it'll look beautiful if you have the right production design, if you have the right set dressing, a, a movie is not going to be the same if you shoot it in, in an anamorphic lens, yeah. and you shoot it in, a, in the most expensive camera, and the production doesn't, the production design doesn't look good. 
Exactly. And like, like every- how is that, how is, le- how is the lens go- going to fix that other than if you put it in blurry? <laughs> right. And it's like a lens, like, yeah, it might give you that cool shot and everything, but it's like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like you're, you're going to have this whole like scene set up. Like the characters are literally going to be like talking this scene for like two to three minutes. And it's like, you're letting the audience stare at the scene for two to three minutes. So it's like, if you're going to like choose to not have set design production design that like matches with the story you're just literally having exactly. the audience stare at like a blank wall with two people talking and that is just mm-hmm. never interesting enough like nowadays we're competing with so many like elaborate like out there movies i mean even like lord of the rings like i know it has a lot of like cgi in it as well but like they did a really good job creating um their own little worlds right the even newer when, ones like, you know back. yeah and the hobbit like all that it's like but- but you know the 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 older ones. Yeah. They used they used uh, miniatures, um, like little like made like little sets or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then they used also to to make Gandalf look yeah. bigger. They used um, I don't know how you call that, but they they put Gandalf closer to the lens so he would look bigger right, and then the right. other characters far from the lens. Yeah. That you can only achieve with production design. Yeah, I know. Like this kind of look. They also in the movie like Elf, like when Will Ferrell looks a lot taller, like in the North. Mm-hmm. Pole, yeah, like it's they all use production that design. Too. Yeah, they use mm-hmm. the same effect. It's all production design. Like production design is so important, and I feel like you like when you're not in like the film industry, like you don't when you're like just a film enthusiast or someone who's like thinking about you know joining the film industry. You're not really like exposed to how much production design like how important yeah like you we're, we're like, kind of we're kind of like an unsung hero yeah because it's if you if you don't notice the production design mm-hmm. that means we did a good job yeah in a way mm-hmm. and then but if you notice the production design then also that means that we did a, a fantastic job right. but our our job is the one that really people don't notice because if you notice it then right it's like you're more more of a film enthusiast if you know yeah (laughs) exactly Mm -hmm. exactly. i agree like i mean i'm sure like people would notice in like alice in wonderland like very like yeah like like movies when they have their own world it's very it's like wow like it's great but but it also peating just like very simple movies that um not even simple, but like it could be like action, like Kill Bill, like certain colors, like the I don't know. It's just like whatever the mood or the vibe is of the film, like PD just like really adds to it and creates, yeah. drives a story forward, which is really cool. What yeah. is like one of the most like challenging things you've ever dealt with as a PD? I think putting up wall art <laughs> <laughs> on locations. That's the most challenging thing because <laughs> look, I can I can do almost anything mm-hmm. but it not hammer a frame on location because I cannot alter a I cannot alter a wall that the owners don't want me to hammer right and how am I gonna put a like a mirror that's like super heavy I cannot tape it <laughs> to the wall yeah. I cannot just use those um um velcro things and sometimes they, they they take the paint off like even though they say that they don't they take the paint take off the paint of course off. it's happened to me i was like what the fuck like mm-hmm. this is supposed to happen and that's another damage to the location and they're gonna pro- 
probably charge you $200 for that. So that I think that's the most challenging thing of being a production designer. Like, how am I going to hang this 200 pound mirror or wall art on a wall that I cannot really hammer? Yeah, honest, going it back to this location, the 100 year old Mm -hmm. house, there was this huge painting. And the frame of it was perfect. We like needed that frame. It looked very like um, royal. I don't know, just very like gothic royal. It was really cool. And so we wanted to put the family portrait of them in it, which was just like a giant like picture cut out. And we were going to like yeah. fold it in like gently and like mm-hmm. squeeze it in and like smooth it out so it would fit. And I literally was so nervous. I was like, I do not want to be like anywhere near this painting. Like, I don't like, I was like, if this thing falls, <laughs> or, like, like somehow, we'd like somehow damage it with other picture on top. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. like we're screwed. I'm like, I'm not trying to be responsible. <laughs> the first two days I was doing wardrobe. And then the first, the, the last two days I was doing, um, you know, I was assisting with production design. So you mm-hmm. go from like wardrobe, you're just, you're sitting, you know, in one room, really just taking care of the actors, not really having to worry about the rest of the house. And then you're switching it up to like production designer and you're like running around, like trying not to damage stuff, have it, like the owners like hovering over you. It's such a different vibe. It's like mm-hmm. chop, 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 like, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. It's definitely entertaining. It keeps you busy. I feel like it makes like, produ- like set days go by faster. Cause like 12 hour yeah. days, you know, they're long days, but you're constantly like building and setting up stuff. So I feel like it makes like the days go pretty quick. I don't Wait, know. you have 12 hour days? I have 17 hour days. <laughs> really? It was set. Oh, tell me. Yes. I would well, I mean, sometimes because the actual shooting needs to happen within the 12 hours. Right. Like there's no time for me to be putting things in the, in the um, location. So I need to be on set before. Or I need to wrap things right. after people are done shooting. So I have to stay a little bit longer. So look, if <laughs> all productions, all production designers will tell you that we live on four hour uh, sleeps. A oh, day. oh my God. My, the eye bags would be mean? so real mm-hmm. long. <laughs> yeah. It's and coffee and matcha and everything that gives yeah. you energy. Oh my mm-hmm. God. That's exhausting. Responsible to like, you know, return everything and make sure it's returned, you know, not broken. So yeah. Yeah. How like, do you handle that when you are done with a shoot and then you have like your car loaded with props and all this shit and like, maybe you're not going to drop it. Maybe you end at like 11 o'clock and like the prop house is closed. So like, do you, you're just going to take the risk of having it in your car? Like, do you, how do you go about that? Um, yeah, I do sometimes run the risk of, of that um luckily nothing bad has happened with the thing yeah knock on wood but look there's some some ways to to return things within the time frame that we rent them that's why i also make a sketch if, if there's something to be rented i make a schedule yeah so when when it was taken out when it needs to be returned and making sure that we don't need it um, after we return it. So right. that needs a lot of planning as well, which is one of also one of the responsibilities that I have that I need to plan accordingly. Because if there, if there's a prop that I need and I don't have it on set, who's going to get it? <laughs> who's going to get it? Yeah. And we're like in the middle of the desert or 
shooting <laughs> over, an overnight, how am I going to get it? Yeah. Like I need to have things before. Do you, do you get things that- like doubles or like, like, for example, let's say like, what if something breaks? Like what's your backup? Um, yeah, I tend to buy two of not everything, but two of most, mostly everything. If there, if there's like a, a dinner scene, yeah, anything can happen. <laughs> Don't say that. That stresses me out. I'm like, yeah. Anything can happen. And also you want to, if, if there's a scene where there's something that needs to be broken, um, actors, you want to give actors the ability to, to do whatever they want on the scene. Yeah. So if they, if they throw something to the wall, obviously you need a backup. And how many times are you going to shoot that scene? Right. At least five. So I, I need at least five of those breakable glasses, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I need to be prepared for anything or also like for, for a custom, a custom designer, Mm -hmm. if they're on a dinner scene and someone accidentally spills wine on their shirt, how are you going to wash that? You're not. (laughs) You can. So you have to have a, a, you have to have a, a plan B. Yeah. I think that that's also a, a challenge that, that I have as a production center. How am I going to, um, what, what's my, my plan B for everything? Yeah. For each prop. This was back in like 2016. Um, I was actually, it was like the one and only time I ever acted in a movie <laughs> when I thought, <laughs> I thought I wanted to be an actress for like five minutes. Um, it was actually on the movie Amityville Terror, and there was this like specific like um, prop. It was like this like sensitive like s- necklace that was like kind of like a crystal stone kind of a thing. It was like supposed to protect her from like the evil spirits or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember <laughs> I was getting my makeup done. We were like getting ready for the scene, and I like saw the necklace and like the prop. Like she was like telling us, she was showing us. She was like, "Yeah, like here it is." And I and she was. She like handed it out, like handed it to me. So I was like, okay, like, mm-hmm. touch it. So I touched it and picked it up, but it was like really fragile and it literally like cracked in half. <gasps> and I remember like my heart just like dropped. I was like, I just fucking oh broke. My God. But luckily she had a backup. She was, like, <laughs> she was like, I have a second one. And then she just like glued it together and was like working on okay. working on that one. Yeah. But, we, but I literally was like, Cause that was like my first time ever, like on a like real set and like, you know, mm-hmm. on the other side of things. And I didn't even know mm-hmm. anything about production design. So I was like, Oh shit. Like I thought she was going to yell at me. Like I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> but she, was, she was prepared. Like she, she was like awesome. She, yeah, she was ready. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the first time I ever like got first like hand look of like, okay, how prepared they really need to be. And like, yeah. Yeah. Up these like stuff ready and like backups and stuff and mm-hmm. and also, it was a horror movie you know we're getting we're getting killed and stuff like some people are getting stabbed some people are getting like shot like some people are getting hit with an arrow so it's like we had to work with blood and have doubles of certain like shirts and stuff like that yeah mm-hmm. i mean luckily like if you just buy it like for my movie too like she actually ends up cutting her, she, she tries to cut something off and it ends up like bleeding all over her. And I needed like packs of like um, little shorts, and, like underwear. Cause mm-hmm. it was going to get that all bloody. And I was like, okay, like 
don't want we, we need to make it look like it was fresh every time and yeah. like you know like if you have to think of that kind of stuff even though like as an audience member you're not thinking like oh like i wonder how many mm-hmm. times change that shirt but like that's that's a good job if they don't notice right yeah <laughs> um, so what's the best part of being a pd the best part is telling a story i think the 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 suspense of disbelief that you that people get when they're immersed in a movie yeah that's that's the most like rewarding thing of being yeah. a pd i love that when, when when you build a world and people actually believe it yeah i think that's when that's when it's the best the best that's the best part for of, of me being a pd yeah because i know that i made i did a good i i, I did a good job when that yeah. happened right yeah mm-hmm. No, it's, it's very validating. Like, how, how could it not be? Like, that's so exciting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when, when the director tells you, when the director tells you, oh my God, this looks amazing. It's, it's so, it's so nice because it's the, the person who envisioned, envisioned mm-hmm. this, this script yeah. that was literally just words right. and trusted you to portray the, portray their vision yeah. And it actually became true and they're looking at it and they're proud of it and they love it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's, that's huge. pretty cool. I know. And mm-hmm. I think about it too. I'm like, like just writing and directing. I'm like, Oh my God, like this was an idea in my head. And now it's literally like a movie like comes. And it's like, when you see everyone working like on set, like trying to create that vision, it's just like, it's a, it's such a high like feeling, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow, like it's so cool. Like we're all working together to make, this like movie look a certain way and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's it's definitely really awesome if there's yeah. like if you could give like if any future like production designers any advice or like tips what would it be start by making your bed at least 20 times a day really because you will make your you will make beds 20 <laughs> times a day probably wait are you serious that is so so serious (laughs) i think my mom would be so proud of me (laughs) i'm like i don't know if i made my bed this morning (laughs) it's so true because look i say that jokingly but sometimes there's there's a scene where the actor is waking out of bed or there's a bed to be made and you will have to make it 20 times because they, the director will say, okay, let's do another one, another take. So you, there you go, I'm making the bed again so that it looks nicely. That's so true. Yeah. Like yeah. Even when I think about it, every, like basically almost all my films, there's like a scene where they're getting out of bed or going to sleep. So yeah. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, like that's kind of true. Like, I'm telling you. <laughs> um, but all jokes aside, I think having a passion for, for our architecture um and interior design graphic design if you know how to sew you can be a production designer um if you know how to do these things like the architecture and doing interior design you can be a production designer yeah um or at least work on the art on the art department because all these skills are so necessary to to become one yeah yeah, mm-hmm. honestly, I'm like, I don't know how to sew. I'm like, <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> like, I don't even think I know how to operate it, like a sewing machine. Like, uh. <laughs> yeah, like I, I just recently worked on this on this shoot, and we needed some 
curtains and we didn't have the budget to buy the curtains, but we had the fabric. Yeah. And I'm like, how am I going to, like, I don't know how to sell. So <laughs> there was this person who was helping me and he, he knew how, how to sew. And he literally made the, the curtains out of the. Oh my God. Fabric. What a lifesaver. Like, oh. Yes. But the cool thing about like on being on set, like if you can't do it, there's probably going to be someone on set that knows how to mm-hmm. do it. And usually on set, everyone's there for the same reason. And like, you know, they're not going to be mad if you ask them to help you or whatever. Like, at least I've never really had any, I've never felt like, oh, I shouldn't have asked that person this question. Like if anything, no. I'd, rather, I'd rather ask the question and get it done or instead of just like mm-hmm. you know, acting like I know how to do it when I don't. <laughs> yeah. But, like there was also a, a scenario in this past shoot that someone forgot a towel for the actress because yeah. she needed to wet her hair. Yeah. And we're like, okay, like how do we make a towel? <laughs> how do we make it look like a towel? So I said, you know what, let's just put together. I have some pieces of um, like little towels for the bathroom. Yeah. I can staple them. They all look, they all have the same color. I can ah. staple them together and I stapled them together, put it over my head and made it look like a, like a towel over my, over my head. <laughs> and then I stapled that again and put it over the actress. And that was it. Wait, so like little, like, like washcloth, like little hand, like little, yeah. Like little square. <laughs> hand I'm dead. I love that. Hey, you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta do out. what you gotta do. Yeah. Exactly. Like you can't, you have to think of solutions on set, especially when it's like, you're getting ready for the next scene and it's like, you know, you don't have time to go to the store. Like, you gotta mm-hmm. figure it out. You gotta work with whatever you have on set. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think that's great feedback, and I feel like everyone listening has a really good insight on what production design is all about. So I'm really excited about that. Um, if you want to throw in your Instagram handle for people listening, all right, for the listeners, uh, you can find me on Instagram on Diego Makes Movies. It's easy to remember. Love it. And also my website is www.diegomakesmovies.com and you can find all my work there and if you if you like what we talked about on this podcast and you want to know more go ahead and and ask send me a dm because i'll be happy to answer any other questions um and thank you so much for having me such an honor of course yeah and if yeah if you guys ever need a production designer slide into his dms (laughs) (laughs) and if you guys any questions let me know um make sure to rate and subscribe to the r-rated podcast and we'll see you guys next week